This is The Culture Code with Kevin Cruz, founder and CEO of LeadX, the platform that helps you scale and sustain a high-performance culture. everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome back to Culture Code. I'm so excited. Our guest today is the Chief People Officer of Pinterest, Christine Deputy. Christine, welcome. And uh, where are you joining us from today? Oh, thank you. It's great to be here, Kevin. I'm actually joining you from Seattle. Well, actually, it's very sunny and nice and warm. I was going to say it's uh, the rainy capital of the world, but not today. (laughs) Yeah, I just heard, Christine, someone said it rains more days in Nashville than in Seattle. And I had to Google that. And it's true. I'm like, why does Seattle have such a bad rap for uh, cloudy, rainy days when Nashville is even worse? It's a mystery to me. <laughs> Absolutely. No, actually, it's very, very nice here. I, I know people think it's really cloudy and rainy all the time, but it's a beautiful place to be. I love it. So let's get started. Now, I, I almost feel funny asking this question because, look, everybody's heard of Pinterest. Everybody seems to be on Pinterest. But for those who might not be familiar with your organization, tell us, like in plain language, what do you do? How big is the organization? Tell us about it. Well, we have about 3,500 employees in offices around the globe, and they support our mission to bring everyone the inspiration to create a life they love. People come to Pinterest to visualize their plans and make them a reality. So they're here to discover the best ideas, to decide on a direction, and we hope to go into real life and do something different. Our aspiration is really that folks feel more inspired and really positive and excited when they leave our platform. That's great. Now, Christine, I know we're going to talk later a little bit about flexible work options and things, but I'm assuming the headquarters is not in Seattle. Is that right? That's correct. Well, we have offices in a lot of different cities, both in the U.S. and around the globe, as I said, Um, but our headquarters is actually based in San Francisco. Fantastic. That's what I thought. When it comes to company culture, there's lots of different cultures. Pinterest, I know, has a unique culture. So again, like just in a few words, how would you describe it to an outsider? Pinterest has a really amazing culture in that, first, we're really focused on pinners. And to be honest, I think every employee is a pinner as well. And we're pinners first. We try and build things that are really extraordinary. And there's a real sense of connection and relationship, a sense of belonging in the culture, which I love. And it brought me, I was really attracted to that when I met folks from the organization and joined the company. The other piece that I think is really important about our culture is that we're very focused on creating a really positive place on the internet. We want our pinners to feel safe, welcomed, and respected as an individual. In my humble opinion, you know, the healthiest social network that's out there. I mean, there's so many things to be concerned about these days. And and I love it that it's a positive network. Now, I'm curious, you're referring to people who use Pinterest as pinners. Is that also an affectionate term for your colleagues or do you call yourselves something else? We actually talk about pin employees. So you'll hear a lot of pin puns. Uh, We leverage that quite a bit. And, you know, it's about having fun. It's about being a really positive and energized place. And so even in our offices, you'll see, uh, you know, lots of different inspiration, lots of visuals, lots of different kind of fun spaces. Our listeners will, the ones who have listened to all the episodes will know, I'm, I'm always fascinated. It's almost like a guaranteed sign of strong culture when there's like an identity, you know, that's unique and having fun along the way. Sustaining culture is a positive culture is never easy. You know, people come and go. There's growth. There's people with offices all around the world. So how do you foster and sustain this unique culture? 
Well, I mean, we have a very strong sense of values. And so those are sort of embedded in everything we do. And we actually have a really cool, unique ritual that I'll share with you that I think is very specific to Pinterest. It's called NITCON. Um, NITCON is this opportunity that we take. And we've done it a couple of different ways as we've gone through COVID. But it started out as a two-day session where we brought all of our employees together, our PIN employees together and gave them an opportunity to sort of live the Pinterest site in real life. Um, and what that looks like is all of our employees volunteer to share or teach something that they're really passionate about. And employees can sign up for hundreds of different classes, everything from tequila tasting to cooking Malaysian cuisine to creating the perfect latte art. We actually even had somebody teach how to land a jet on an um, aircraft carrier. Wow. And so these are just ways that we're sharing our individuality, our personality with each other. But it's also about how we bring that Pinterest site to life in an environment where we can all be together and create those connections. The next time you have one of those, I volunteer to teach how to make a great old fashioned. That would be my contribution to the event. That would be perfect. That's exactly the kind of class that folks <laughs> sign up for. It's a lot of fun. Now, Christine, I'm not sure I heard the name of this event, right? Can you say that again? It's called KnitCon. So, you know, like we're knitting together yeah. all of these different individual personalities. How and great passion. is that? Yeah. That's great. So I, you know, from 30 years, I've been in this space, primarily focused on employee engagement. Now, of course, employee experience is kind of the term. And from Gallup research, LeadX research, we know that about 70% of the variance in employee engagement comes from who your manager is, who your boss is, you know, so it's great to have mission, vision, values, a visionary CEO and all that. But the filter, of course, every day to day is our direct leader. So what are some of the ways that Pinterest is developing the frontline leaders in your organization? I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, that connection, that human connection is so, so important. You know, we have a number of touch points with our managers. First and foremost, we host a monthly meeting and that meeting has different topics, different trainings where we bring this group together. It's all people managers of every level and really share information that they are going to need to, to help support their team successfully. All new managers are provided training across general aspects of their role. So conducting performance reviews, providing feedback, managing change, building resilience, compensation, and then we're invested in the longer success of our folks. And so we've introduced some programs. We have a, in particular, a new program called CNEXT, which is an accelerate program really about longer term development for high potentials. And this is actually a program we've partnered with a lot of other Fortune 100 companies to build. And it enables our employees and our leaders to actually get exposure to leaders from other industries. And so we find that really, really helpful as well. Can you go a little bit deeper on that program? Because I haven't heard anything like that. So you've teamed up with some other organizations for this high potential program. Is it existing managers, people managers who are looking to make the next level? Or is it more like an emerging leader program? No, these are existing leaders that are mm -hmm. sort of middle in the organization yep. that we believe and they want to aspire to get to that next level. And you know, if you are developing people within your organization, they're going to get certain exposure, certain development around your industry, the capabilities, the way that you develop them. 
But when you give people an opportunity to expose to other industries and to network, to connect with folks that are having different problems or similar problems in different environments, it gives them an opportunity to grow and develop in an accelerated way. As well, all of us who have leaders in that program are also participating in our own development. And so we're getting coaching and support around what they're hearing about so that we can partner and make sure that we're talking to our individual team leaders that are going through the program and helping them grow. That's phenomenal. Again, I haven't heard anything similar. You know, the power of cohort-based programs is the social connection, right? And so let's assume I do care about the content and all the great work the facilitators are doing. But when I now have relationships with peers in other groups, that helps me in my career. Now add new relationships at my level, you know, in other organizations. I mean, I imagine that's a very popular program. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, you know, learning every time as we go through it and we'll give feedback to the team that manages the program so that we can continue to evolve it as we see the results. Yeah. And I know that a lot of culture, it's one of those things where you know it when you see it or you see it and you know it's strong, but I'm sure you've got quantifiable measures as well. Do you do employee engagement surveys or things like that also? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the data is really, really important because you want to balance both the kind of conversations you're having with employees all the time with the quantitative data that you can get from surveys. And we have a an annual survey that we do. We also have regular touch points and we do a lot of listening. And when I say touch points, we do pulse surveys, but we're also talking to individuals at different points, like when they first join or when they're getting ready to leave to understand their reasoning. We want our employees to feel really encouraged to share their perspectives. And so we do those voice surveys and then we respond back. And then we also have some other resources for our employees around listening in addition to just the surveys. Now, anytime I get two or more chief people officers together, they always end up saying, debating the frequency of pulse surveys. So how often are you pulsing? We pulse almost every quarter, but we don't pulse everybody every quarter. So Mm -hmm. We look at all surveying that's going on in the organization, which is really important because not just the people organization are asking questions of your employees. And so we look at all of that data and we look at who's being asked for feedback when, and we try and balance it. So we may pulse a small subset of the population about a particular topic, but quarterly, we're generally quarterly getting some level of insight um, across the org. You've already mentioned so many really cool programs, CNEX, NITCON, other things like that. Is there any particular initiative that you're most proud of or happy with the results from? Well, I mean, we're really excited about how we've been managing our return to work post-COVID, and we're super excited about the PinFlex program. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I don't know if we want to go deep on that yet. I also wanted to share, you know, we've got a lot of programs to support our employees across all the life cycle of their career. And so we've introduced things like national paid leave, which is up to 20 weeks for all parents. We also have uh, the 10-year anniversary of our Makeathon this year. And, you know, that Makeathon has been something that has really driven innovation in our culture as well. How does the Makeathon work? The Makeathon is a session where we engage the entire organization. And so it's not just you know, I think in engineering organizations, they have these events, but we actually engage the entire organization to bring recommendations and ideas to the table around things that we can improve, whether it be a process, a system, et cetera. We just finished one. They have three days, they build a team, they pitch their idea, and then we have a series of different judges that work through it. And then we uh, present awards. 
And what we find is, is that not only the groups that win awards, we move forward with some of their projects, but a lot of the other projects actually make their way into our work in the next year as we go into planning. Great innovation practice. And again, a wonderful byproduct is the engagement of and the social connections, you know, from that event. This is a short format podcast, so we only have a few more minutes, but I'm curious if you could get all of your colleagues to read one book, what book might that be? That's a hard one. I'm, you know, I'm a voracious reader. I love fiction. I'm not as much of a, like a business book reader. I think there's, I would say there's probably two books that I would bring forward. One is Gladwell's book, Outlier. And the other one is probably Educated, which I just loved. I would say Outliers, I think it's a really great read and it really speaks to human performance. And there's a lot of that that can translate to think about how people behave in organizations and how talent can be grown and developed. And then Educated is just an an amazing story that gives you visibility into how life can be really challenging for many individuals and even in the U.S. And that can be really challenging for them to succeed, even if they have inherent ability and they have drive because they just hadn't been provided certain opportunities. So I think both of them are really, really inspiring. Outliers I've read, the other one I have, and I'll add it to my Kindle. I'm getting quite the list, quite the stack on my Kindle from these interviews. You'll love it. So Christine, let's play a game. You have a magic wand. You wave your magic wand and suddenly all your colleagues are getting a little bit better at this one particular skill, one particular behavior, or they're leaning into it just a little bit more. What behavior would you want them to do that with? Well, you know, I don't know if I would say skill or behavior. I think what at Pinterest, we're really focusing on giving our employees tools to succeed and really giving that autonomy and that agency to take advantage of what we're providing so that they can create a career that enables them to live the life they love. And I really think about when we're engaging employees, we want them to think about this career and we want them to connect it to their own personal goals. So I guess I would ask each employee to bring their aspirations to the table and think about how can we help you achieve your personal success and Mm -hmm. lean into that. That's great. Last question with so much going on in your company, but also in the world, of course, right now, what's exciting you the most about Pinterest? What gets you most excited? Well, I would, I mentioned it a little bit before and that's Pinflex. This is our approach to return to work post COVID. And, you know, I think just like surveying, uh, you put a group of HR folks together and they will all speak to what are you doing in the workplace around how many days people have to be in. You know, our program is a really direct response to what we heard from employees. And we launched the program about a year ago. It's a flex model that gives employees freedom to work at home, work in an office, or from a virtual location. And when we do need to bring them together, we bring them together in person in our offices. And we're hearing our employees say they want flexibility. They want to be able to be productive. They want to be inspired and connected, but they want to do that kind of in their own terms to manage their life. And so we've built this program. And what we're finding is, is that it's changed the way we hire. We're hiring people from a range of different backgrounds and geographies. And we're creating, we're developing employees and really driving productivity. And despite, I think, what a lot of folks may be believing, we're seeing a high level of collaboration in this flexible model. And I think it really gives our employees an ability to be empowered. They're supported. They really connect around good work. It's not sort of, these are just three days that you have to be in the office. And 
by doing that, we're finding that they feel really respected um, and they're feeling really engaged. This is probably the hottest topic in you know human capital HR right now. And it's interesting because when right in the pandemic, so many people were doing the remote work and making announcements that it was going to be remote only. You know, I was saying it's too early to tell how this is going to play out, right? And now we're a couple of years later and we're seeing many companies say, oh, we know we said that, but sorry, you got to get back to the office or get back to the office, you know, three days a week, including some companies that are sort of ironic because our tools are helping us to be remote. And so it's almost now flipped where it's rare to hear a company that says, no, we're remote first. I mean, we're giving that flexibility. We're going to hire from wherever. It's not three days in. I mean, you can't speak for what anyone else is doing, but why do you think Pinterest has been able to figure out this remote first culture and others are saying, we tried for two years and we're it's not working. We need to come back. Like, what did you guys figure out? I think there's two pieces that are super important when you think about having that flexible environment where people are working from home and working from the office. First and foremost is there is a level of autonomy that giving employees the ability to come into the office whenever they want and have that space if that's how they want to work. So I think that's super important. And I've heard a lot of colleagues say, well, either you work in the office or you don't work in the office Mm. at that structure. And what we found is, is actually we encourage people to come in. We want them to connect, but we want to do it on their own terms. And then the second piece is this concept around making those high fidelity moments valuable to the individuals. And so when you are bringing people in, you're using those opportunities to do creative work, to do collaborative work, to do planning work, to build relationships. And so we're really encouraging our leaders to think about what's the work first and have the work lead your choice about bringing people in and being in real life versus having a more arbitrary rule because the worst case scenario is you bring them in and then they're doing video calls or they're not really engaging with each other. And so then it feels like I commuted, but you didn't earn my commute. Those are the horror stories, right? Because then they're like, okay, so I had to go in. So I go in and I'm sitting in my office, barely anybody's here. And I'm on Zoom all day long with the people that I could have done this from home. So it's not making any sense. But what I love about that flexibility, and you said like, we want people to have a place to come in because- Look, if I'm more tenured in my career and maybe married with kids, you know, I might really care about flexibility, not want to go in that that often. I know, you know, my oldest of three, she's out of college, she's adulting, she moved to a new city, Orlando, and she's working for a company that's remote only. And so at her stage of life, she's saying, like, like, I don't have friends, like I don't make friends. We're all on the Zoom calls and then we go away. And we kind of forget that when you're earlier in your career, of course, there's the, you know, not getting mentored as often if you're not by your boss or whatever. But for a lot of people, there's a social aspect to work, at least for the extroverts. I'm an introvert, so it wouldn't be me. But for my daughter, she's missing. She would want to have an office to go into. So the fact that you let people have that choice is really powerful. And early in career and also early when you join the organization, we found those are pivotal moments. And so we are really leaning into when we're onboarding new folks, really giving them opportunities to meet people in person, to build those relationships. Because remember, when we went out in COVID and we went virtual, a lot of us had those relationships already. And so we were leveraging them. So we think about onboarding, we think about early in career, and we're you know, we're still evolving it and we're still trying to understand it. But what we want to do is have that planful, thoughtful approach and then also be really leaning into trust. 
when folks feel they're trusted by their leader, they're going to lean in and perform more effectively. And that's been proven in a lot of different places. So this is a place where we're saying this is an adult to adult relationship and we're going to trust you and you're going to trust us. And when we ask you to come in, you're going to value that because we're going to make it worth your time. And we're going to know that when you're not physically in front of me, I can trust that you're doing great work. Yeah, I love it. Christine, you just dropped some value bombs for your colleagues and everyone (laughs) in the space. Thanks for spending time with us today. Thanks for all the great work you're doing. Well, thank you. And it was really nice to have the conversation. I love talking about what we're doing at Pinterest and we're doing our best as we grow and um, we're excited about the future. That's great. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Culture Code Podcast. Are you looking to build, refine, or revamp a training program? We team up with companies like Northwestern Mutual, Cineos Health, and Duck Creek Technologies to roll out highly engaging training series for emerging leaders, new managers, women in leadership, high potential managers, sales enablement, and more. Check it out at leadx.org. What makes these series so uniquely engaging? We help you build a full system of development that leverages our cutting-edge platform and world-class training. We blend together world-class cohort-based virtual training and group coaching, personalized nudges, micro-learning, and on-demand office-hour-style coaching. Go check it out at leadx.org.